Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, shavua tov, a good week. We will now continue the study of the life-changing book, the Sefer HaTanya. This program is dedicated in loving memory and in honor of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg and Rabbi Moshe Pinchas Akoyen Katz, all of Ashalom. It is also an honor of Yibadu L'chaim Tevim Avaruchim, Abzev Yecheskel, and his wife Risha Katz. The program is brought to you by Rina Lights, LLC. So last week, my dear friends, we began this momentous, powerful Sefer by reviewing the actual cover page that the Alter Rebbe, the, the writer and author of the Tanya, himself wrote. We'll now continue with the next section. Before we get to the actual beginning of the Sefer of the book itself, Chapter 1, there are a few things we want to cover. In the order of the actual printed Tanya, and if you like, you can follow along, but I will read it all and explain it all. So either way, the next thing comes approbations. It's called Haskomis. The Alter Rebbe chose two individuals that he sent the manuscript to a year or two before it was published, both from the city of Annapoli. One was Rab Zusha Ma'anepol, Rab Meshulam Zusha, and the other was Rab Yehuda Leib Hakoyim. I'm not going to go through the actual approbation, the Askama. Each of you can read that on your own. But I just want to make a few key points here. Both of them were Tamidim of the Magad of Mizrich, in other words, colleagues of the Altareb. The story is told by the famous Chosid Abitcha Masmid that when the Shluchim, the messenger of the Alter, the messengers of the Alter Rebbe came to Anipal and they brought a manuscript, one for Rabbi Hudalei Bakayin and one for Rabbi Zusha. So when Rabbi Hudalei Bakayin began to review it, he got so excited and so impassioned, he went running to the street, he wanted to go meet Rabbi Zusha and tell him about it. Rabzusha, the exact same thing happened. He got so enthused and excited that he went out to go to his chavr, Rabbi Yehuda Leib HaKoyen, to tell him about this new revelation. They met in the middle, in the street of Anipol, and it says, the gestot Anipol, ganst Anipol gebrent. The entire city burned, obviously burned with passion, with enthusiasm, with excitement about what these two great Leaders themselves and great sages recognized in this Sefer. And each, of course, enthusiastically wrote their Haskama. Just a few points in what they write, which is interesting to note. Both of them wrote the Haskama in the year Tovkuf Nun Vov, which corresponds to 1796. And, and, and it's actually dated that way. In uh, Rab, the first Haskama is printed as Rab Zu, Meshulam Zusha 
or he calls him Mesulim Zusil Ma'an Nepali. And he writes at the end, he writes that this is written in the year, um, the third day of the week of Pashas Kisove, Shnas Pedusenu, the year of our redemption, the year of our salvation. Pedusenu, because that was the year, Pedusenu equals the same amount of the year, Tov Kuf Nun Vov. So this, of course, is hinting to the fact that the Tanya, the Baal Shem Tov heard from Mashiach, when will Mashiach come? When your wellsprings of Chassidus will spread outward. So the Geula, Peduseinu, is directly connected to the Tanya. In Rabbi Yehuda Leibakayin's Haskama, he hints to all the great leaders of the time, he hints to their great teacher, the Magad of Mezirich, his son Rabbi Avram, Hamalach, who studied with the, with the, with the Alter Rebbe. And then he says, And now, which is a, a, from a verse, but now Yisrael will rejoice. Who is Yisrael hinting to? Yisrael HaBal Shemtev, the Baal Shemtev. Some explain because there were questions. Some students of the Magid wondered whether the Alter Rebbe's approach was really capturing the essence of the Baal Shemtev. Here's not the place to go into it. We shall discuss it as we study Tanya itself. So Rab Yehuda Leibakoyin actually says very clearly, meaning, yes, it is capturing the essence. And with this, the Baal Shem Tov will rejoice because it is perpetuating and developing further, in the form of Chabad, of course, the Tehidah's Achsidah that the Baal Shem Tov introduced. Perhaps that's one of the reasons the Alter Rebbe wanted Der Haskama, to, because he wanted his colleagues should endorse that this approach of Tanya is indeed in the spirit of the Baal Shem Tov and the Magid wanted to convey. One other point which may be timely, the same Rabbi Yehuda Leibakayin said about the Tanya that this is the Ketedus of Ikvis and the Mesh- that this is the Ketedus of our generation that will eliminate and heal us from all the Magefis, from all the epidemics of Ikvis and the Meshicha. Interesting. Because we know Ketedus, like in, the, in Chumash, in Parshas Kerach, it was the incense, the offering, that stopped the Magefah, in the Parshas Kerach, that stopped the epidemic that happened then. And he says, this is the Ketedus that will remove and eliminate all the epidemics, including, of course, pandemics. So it's indeed timely because Teda Mevir Fula Elam, Teda in general brings healing, but especially, especially, we talk about Primius Teda, so it brings even a deeper form of healing. And may it be that way, that by our learning Tanya, by all of us learning Tanya, it should actually eliminate every form of illness and every form of pandemic and epidemic and all the tsar, the pain and the losses, and we should only celebrate Simchas together. So, from that we will move now to the next part of the Tanya, is yet another approbation, another askama. This askama, however, was added later, after the Histalkus, after the passing of the Alter Rebbe, in the year Tovkuf Ayin Dalet. When they published the Tanya then, this askama comes from the three sons of the Alter Rebbe. In order, the Mitla Rebbe, who would become the Mamala Mokim, after Tovkufai and Gimel, when the Alter Rebbe was in Stalik Chavdal Tevis, the Mitle Rebbe named Rabdev Ber, 
the second son, Abchaim Avram, and Abmoisha, the third son. They all sign this approbation. Again, I'm not going to read through the approbation themselves. Everyone can do that on their own. There's many different technical details around it. What I want to move now is to the next section, which comes before the actual Sefer. We have now what's called Hagdomes Hamalaket. Hagdomes Hamalaket means compilers forward. This is the Alter Rebbe himself wrote a letter. Tanya, before it was actually published in a Sefer, was first in manuscripts that were being spread out among Chassidim, among Jews, in the different communities. And people were beginning to see and getting a taste of it. But at some point, they came together in the year Tovkuf Nun Vov, Nun Zayin, when it was first published. The equivalent of 1796. When it was first published. 1797. And the Altarebbe had written a letter to the people who had seen these manuscripts, and this letter was now included and printed in the Sefer Atanya till this very day. It's called the Compilers Forward. So, there's a few fascinating points about this letter, and we're going to obviously read it and learn it inside, but a little overview. First of all, the Alter Rebbe had already given us insight to the purpose of the Sefer. We did that last week in the, in the cover page. It comes to explain well the verse, the relevance and the accessibility of Torah mitzvahs in a relationship with God in a way that we can internalize is relevant and accessible to us. So what is he adding in this letter? So as we will read it, we'll see that he's adding some tremendous points for all people who will ever study Tanya. And in this Agdomas uh, Amalakit, which isn't always appreciated, quite revolutionary statements are made that really capture the power of Tanya and its transformative effects. But it's also interesting at the same time that the Alter Rebbe in his humility calls it Hagdomas Amalakit, compilers forward. Like as if he's a compiler, like he writes in this, on the cover page. As, as an aggregator. The Tanya is filled with so many chidushim. Obviously it's based on Torah and based on the teachings that preceded the Alter Rebbe. But in his infinite humility, the Alter Rebbe keeps referring to himself as a malachat, a gatherer, a compiler. Indeed, in the early edition, didn't even want his name in there. So it's not even signed. It just says, the compiler signs it. At the end of the, of the, of the it says, this, these are the words of the compiler of the said, Lukute Amorim. So what does he cover in this introduction? Firstly, he addresses a tremendous dilemma that we all have. And that is, how is the best way when you need advice, you need counsel, you need guidance? Tanya, of course, provides that. What is the best way to get guidance? Is it through a book? And we're talking about a reliable and a foundational book, a safer, or is it through personal advice? Do you need a mentor? So he addresses this dilemma, this question, and fascinatingly shows how you can bring both of them together. So briefly, what is the quality of each? When it's in a book, in a sense, it's more grounded. You have sources. It's not possible to distort because the book is written word. 
It's not hearsay. When someone tells you advice, on the other hand, the quality, the advantage of that is that it's personalized. It's about you. It's not just a general idea or even a specific idea, but it's personalized to the specific needs of each individual. On the other hand, the downside of that would be that it's personalized to you. And it's being presented in a personal oral way, and sometimes we can misunderstand. When it's the written word, it remains with us and it cannot be changed. So then the Alter Rebbe doesn't refer to all these details that I just mentioned, but in fact, he covers this, this issue. So he begins in this introduction by saying the first thing he states is following, that there's no question that there's an advantage of a personal audience with a mentor. In this case, he's obviously thinking, talking about chsidim as they approach their Rebbe, their mentor. There's a great advantage over that than reading things in Svarim, what he calls Sifre Yira. Books that talk about Torah books, that talk about ethics and guidance and spiritual guidance in serving God. He enumerates three reasons, three issues that can make it difficult to derive guidance from Svarim in contrast to personal advice in a personal audience. The first reason is because of the spiritual state of the person, he may be confused, and it doesn't allow him to easily understand that which is hidden and that power and the guidance in the books. The second issue is not about the person, it's about the book itself. Since it was composed by human beings, absolutely Yerushamayim, who are based on fear of God and their ideas are taken from Teireh, but it's impossible for them to include advice for all human beings since human beings are different. And the third point he makes that even the Svarim that are miyusid and based on Medrashe Chazal, which means on Teireh itself, not just based on human intelligence, which is inspired by Teireh, so then you can say the Torah addresses every human being, and not just in general, but specifically. Nevertheless, not everybody can find their specific message that relates to them personally in the Torah. Those are the three points he makes about the issue and the limitations of Svarim. On the other hand, when you speak individually with your master, with your mentor, all these three things are addressed. He's talking to you about your issues, directly. So even if you're confused, he's giving you clarity the mentor is doing. It's specified and customized to the individual. And it also helps you find what specifically in the Torah relates to you. So based on that, of course, the advantage of seeing your mentor in person is, is a great advantage. And yet, the Alter Rebbe says, nevertheless, in this Sefer Atanya, because... I have met with you and I know you and we recognize each other. Therefore, we can have both things together. I can put into a safer based on my personal experiences with you. And as we shall discuss, this doesn't just mean the people out that have new, but for all generations to come. So here's a safer that has both milas, both virtues. On one hand, it's customized and every person can take out what they need. And at the same time, it's written down so something for posterity that we can always maintain the integrity of the message itself. Al-Tarebbe says this. It's a powerful statement. 
So now let's begin and read inside the Hagdomas HaMalakad. It's called the Compiler's Forward. So he says like this. Al-Tarebbe begins by saying, Hagdomas HaMalakad, the Compiler's Forward, V'hi yegeres ha-shlucha l'kolos ha-nash This is... Um, This is a letter written to Klolos Anash. Anash is Anshe Shlemenu, meaning our complete, our wholesome um, communities of our faithful. And he uses a Rosh Tevis Yud Tzadik Vov, which is either Yevorchom Tzurom V'Yishomrom, or Yishomrom Tzurenu V'Goyalenu. So it's an it's a, 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 um, a acronym that says, May the Almighty guard them. Or you can also say, May the Almighty redeem them. And then he continues. Aleichem, he brings as the Altareb his customary approach. He begins with a series of verses from different psukim. Aleichem ishim ekra. To you, O men, do I call. Shimu elai reitfi tzedek mevakshi Hashem v'yishma aleichem alekim l'migodl v'atkotn. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, who seek the Lord, and may God hearken to you both great and small. All the faithful in our land, and those adjacent to this land, may each in his place achieve peace and eternal life forever and ever. Amen. May this be his will, God's will. So that's an opening that he's writing. An opening statement, this letter, which has become now the beginning of the compiler's forward. He says, Behold, it is known, that is a current saying among the people of all our faithful. In other words, this is a, this is a common statement that people make among us. You cannot compare the listening of words, of moral advice, to seeing and reading them in books. In other words, the personal moral advice that you receive from your master is superior than reading them in books. And I was going to explain why. It's going to give the three different reasons why books have a certain limitation. For the reader reads after his own manner. Each reader reads according to what he understands. And according to his mental grasp and comprehension at that particular time. Since a human being is subjective and a human being has shifts, so when someone reads something, it all depends on the matzav of the state of mind and the state of heart of the human being that's doing the reading. So therefore, what do we know from that? If at the time, if his mind and his intelligence is confused, and he wanders about in darkness in God's service, in other words, he's confused, and now he's reading the book, so what will be the result? He will find it difficult to see a beneficial light that's concealed in these books. 
In other words, the Sefer is written, everything is correct there. But since a person is reading it on his own, and he's in a state of confusion, so the fact that it's clearly written in the books doesn't mean he understands it clearly. So that's, so Afki Mosuk, even though the light is pleasant, the light in the Svarim, in other words, the illuminated ideas in these books are sweet and pleasant to the eyes and brings healing to the soul, nevertheless, for the person who's reading it, if he's in a state of confusion, he may not fully appreciate it or be able to derive what he needs from these books. That's point number one. Number two, ubarmindain, which means apart from this, or additionally, the Alter Rebbe continues, hine sifre yira b'nuim al the sifre yira, the books of piety, which stem from human intelligence, bevade einen shaykh l'kol nefesh, they certainly cannot have the same appeal for all people, because they're built on human rational. Yes, absolutely, we're talking about humans who are completely saturated with serving God. So it's based on godly inspiration, but it's not, but it's still Seichel Anushi. It's their ideas, it's inspired by Torah. Why is this the case? That it's, it will not have the same appeal for all people. Because not all intellects and minds are alike. The Gemara says this, ain't they saying Shabbos? People don't have the same ideas, they don't think alike, they have different approaches, they have different uh, characteristics, and different ways of understanding, different perspectives. And the intellect of one man is not affected and excited by what affects and excites the intellect of another. We see this all the time. Everybody has their particular experience. And the fact that one person gets inspired or stimulated by a certain book or a certain idea doesn't mean someone else will. And the Alt Rebbe now elaborates in explaining this point. What does this mean? So he brings rise because you could say, you know what, this is maybe human nature. But the Alt Rebbe, everything is grounded in Teda. So he brings now proof from Razal, from the Gemara, from the Talmud, to establish this case, the idea that people's minds are different and therefore they're inspired in different ways. So Alter Rebbe says, like Razal say, we're talking now the Gemara in Baruchis. The Gemara Baruchis says, Aleph, 58a. It talks there about Birchis Chacham Arozim al Shishim Yisrael. The Gemara says, a person who sees a community of 600,000 people, as the Rashi explains. So he makes a bracha. You have to make a bracha, chacham harazim. A person who's able to see that makes a bracha, chacham harazim, the wise one of the secrets. That's called chacham harazim. Upon beholding 600,000 Jews, why, why is that the case? What's chacham harazim? Because because that ability to contain and see 600,000 different opinions, so to speak, or different minds, because their minds are dissimilar from one another, therefore, you make a chacham the, the wise one 
uh, in secrets. Because you understand the secret of diversity. What do we see from this? That, each, that individuals have different approaches. And it's only unique to the Chacham Arazim, like a Moshe Rabbeinu, or like Yeshua, which we'll see in a moment from the Ramban, that you're able to contain that. So when you see in a Sefer that something is written, not everybody's going to be inspired and stimulated the same way because of the differences and the diversity of the way we understand things. And then he brings, like Nachmanides, like Moshe ben Nachman, which is the Ramban, explains in his Sefer Melchomes Hashem, he has a Sefer. So he elaborates on the commentary in Sifri. Sifri is a medrash on Dvarim that talks about Yeshua. That regarding Yeshua, so it talks about Yeshua, he's described as a man in whom there is spirit. So what does that mean? It was someone, as the Alter Rebbe continues, He was able to meet the spirit of each and every one. He was able to appreciate the diversity in each and every one. So we see from this that it's not a common thing. This is something that's unique to Yeshua or to Moshe. So this is the second reason that the Alter Rebbe brings why from Svarim alone we cannot come away necessarily every individual to fully be able to appreciate guidance and direction. Due to time limits, we shall stop here. We'll continue this Hagdoma next week. This is a weekly program. I welcome you again. And with the schus of learning Tanya, may it take transform and elevate our lives. And with it, we shall march to the Geula. As Rabzusha Anapolar also said, that with this Sefer, we'll march to Mashiach Zidkenu. Agutavach, Iwach. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasupply.com for archived classes and more resources.